friends, and welcome to my Heart to Heart podcast. I am your host, Kathy Jo Hart. I am a Christian author and speaker. Our focus is to discuss the hot topics of the day and how it relates to the Bible and the lessons through the love of Christ. Our topic today is forgiveness and is the fifth episode in our estrangement series. More specifically, we will be talking about the growing estrangements between the elderly parent and the adult child. Children are one of the greatest commitments and joys in the life of a parent, or at least this was and still is the premise when young adults get married and begin having children. The majority of parents believe that if they did their best, their children would grow into adulthood, maybe with some bumps and bruises, but overall would lead happier and healthier lives than their parents did. Each generation hopes their children will have a better quality of life than they did. Since we've been focusing on estrangements, I decided to go on a quest to find examples of the perfect childhood. And guess what I discovered? The perfect childhood does not exist. I found an article by North Brisbane psychologist in Australia where they wrote that a perfect childhood can leave a young adult unprepared for some of life's challenges. In another article appearing in the New Yorker was an article titled Recovering from a Happy Childhood. In this article, it shared the story of a young woman who had a very happy childhood until she was 17 years old and how she was unprepared for the challenges she faced in adulthood and yearned for her happier childhood days. The consensus of psychologists agrees that no one's childhood is perfect. Okay, if perfection has never existed, then what would be considered a good childhood? It depends. Every generation believes they are smarter and more sophisticated than the previous generations. Being a good parent 100 years ago meant supplying shelter, food, and clothing for their family. 70 years ago, divorce rates were very low and good parenting meant moms stayed at home and raised the children. 30 years ago, good parenting meant having it all. Big house, busy careers, busy school schedules, competitive activities that would get their child into the best colleges. What constitutes being a good parent today? Well, the closest thing I could find on the internet was an article on 12 traits good parents have in common. Number one, guide and support your child. Number two, encourage independence. Number three, teach them to be kind, empathetic, and well-mannered. Four, avoid being mean, spiteful, or unkind. Number five, show kids you love them. Six, apologize for mistakes. Seven, discipline effectively. Eight, see your child for who they are. Nine, keep track of your child. Ten, teach your child to be a good person. Eleven, connect with your child by reading to them. And twelve, listen to your child. But then I found an article about 10 methods of being a good child. So instead of trying to define how to create a good childhood, 
should we be more focused on raising a good child instead? And these are two vastly different concepts. Creating a good childhood indicates making children happy. And this can lead to spoiling the child and not providing healthy disciplines. You know the saying, spare the rod, spoil the child. Well, let's look at the current 10 methods of being a good child. Number one, accept your responsibilities. Number two, manage your emotions. Three, be honest and trusting. Four, expect imperfection and learn from your mistakes. Five, learn to solve problems yourself. Six, know when to ask for help. Seven, treat others like you want to be treated. Eight, learn how to recognize how other people are feeling. Nine, show concern and compassion. And 10, gratitude. Where have we heard this before? I mean, this used to be called the golden rule. And where did the golden rule originate? You got it, the Holy Bible. I wrote about this in my book, God's Chosen Helper, in chapter nine, Discovering Your Value. It's about core foundational values. It's your self-value, personal values, ideal values, virtue, gratitude, and biblical principles known as the golden rule. And here are the words describing self-value in the Bible. Love, joy, self-respect, humility, faithfulness, self-control, peace, patience, moral integrity, kind and gentle. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 to 14, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So if perfection never existed, then why are generations of parents being held to a false standard of perfection by our current culture? I mean, how crazy is that? What have we created in this generation that is determined to blame every single disappointment or perceived unfairness as an unforgivable traumatic offense? But here's the truth about children and the psychology of childhood. Every child has their unique personalities and aptitudes that are either encouraged or undiscovered. Every child has experienced anger, frustration, disappointment, loss, grief, unfairness, hardships that have also been combined with joy, excitement, triumphs, successes, and love. And sometimes life just really sucks. And bad things happen to good people. At the end of the day, the best we should expect is that parents did their best with what they had available, none of which should be viewed by today's standards. As parents, we experienced new phases in our children's development, and with each new phase came new challenges. Then you add the super dose of hormones when young children become teenagers. 
new life events and experiences are going to carry a heavier weight of emotion than the actual situation. I remember my daughters going through a tumultuous time with their friend relationships, and those relationships were at times really brutal during the teen years. The unfairness a child experiences when a parent says no to a desire can be viewed as a traumatic event to the child. And I don't know any child who would say their parents were fair in their discipline. Most kids struggle with transitioning from being a child to a young adult. And then you add the mix of pop culture, social trends and lifestyles, dating relationships, and the changing political ideologies. Life is filled with complexities, and knowing how to manage it has also become complex. I have been watching with great interest Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts. Now we have influencers giving terrible advice to their viewers. I watched a reel by Mel Robbins, and this is what she said about forgiveness. You can forgive some people without welcoming them back into your life. Apology accepted, access denied. So basically what she was saying was you can go through the motion of forgiveness, but not really mean it. This is typical in a secular culture. There is no redemption. And this form of forgiveness says, I really don't care. Secular psychologist advice to aging parents on how to mend a relationship with an estranged adult child is to beg and grovel for forgiveness, even if you don't feel like you did anything wrong, because aging parents need their adult child more than the adult child needs their aging parents. And then influencers are saying, apology accepted, access denied anyway. What's the point exactly? Ending a relationship has a lifetime of consequences. Regardless of how society views generational parents, every parent has invested and sacrificed for their children. We should be able to agree that most parents are not sociopathic as society is now trying to convince us otherwise. What was once considered permanent? Family relationships are now a matter of choice. Adult children are living farther away from their parents, and this means grandchildren are missing out on the benefits of having their grandparents. Sometimes there is no one to blame. At the same time, there comes a point of choice the adult child unilaterally makes. Here is the advice for the adult child. Estrangements are a deep loss for your aging parents. It is excruciating for them. Cutting off a parent, cutting off communication because pop culture encourages it, is both incredibly cruel and abusive. If this is the power dynamic you wish to use in order to hurt another person, then the problem lies within you. Neither side wins, and both sides will lose. We have to move to a place of peace, a place of acceptance, but how? Both sides must be willing to dedicate time to work on the relationship. If anger or trauma stems from your teen years, let it go. And here's what you need to understand about the impact this all has on the young developing brain. Science has proven the brain 
is not fully developed until the age of 25. And the emotional teen brain is going to remember situations at a different emotional intensity than someone who has a mature, developed brain. There will be exaggerated accounts on both sides because human nature's incredible ability to justify anything and everything. Neither side can change the events or outcomes. And I'm pretty sure your reaction to the event wasn't stellar either, right? And chances are both sides have regrets about actions and reactions. Two wrongs don't make it right, right? And here's the best advice for both sides. Okay, here it is. Say, I forgive you. Please forgive me. It really should be that simple. Anything else is pride and ego. Get over it. Get over the pride and ego that is ruining the relationships. There is no reason to debate the past. You cannot change it. There are no redos in life. You made a mistake? Learn from it. Parents, admit you made a mistake. Adult children, admit you made mistakes too. Don't dwell on it, but make sure you are not repeating unhealthy behaviors. Keep your opinions and politics away from all conversations. Create and respect each other's boundaries. I have beautiful memories of my grandparents. I was especially close to my maternal grandmother. I felt unconditionally loved by her. And she passed away about 30 years ago, and I still think about my time with her. I had a conversation with my uncle a few years ago, and he shared his struggles with his mother. He wasn't close to her, but he was very close to his grandmother. And I think this is the point of grandparents. It allows the grandparents to give unconditional love they were unable to give to their own kids due to the daily demands of careers and schedules and conflicts and hormones, etc. Let's face it, teen years are the toughest, but grandparents are the best for children. Grandparents are the ones who teach empathy, patience, and unconditional love. And guess what? Being a parent is a tough job. It is the easiest when you have 100% influence in the younger years, the ages between newborn to five. When the children expand their world with other influences, this is when the challenges really begin. And it doesn't get any easier the older they get. The power dynamics change through the different phases of childhood. How are you going to manage these different phases? Just know there can be a cog thrown into the mix at any time that can change the family, either through illness, death, or divorce. And those are the tough ones to maneuver. So it is more important than ever to do a health check on all of your relationships because life does not provide any guarantees. I pray for God's protection over all of your family. And there is great power in forgiveness. And here's the thing. Forgiveness is a decision and not an emotion. You have to decide to rid yourself of the heavy burden of pain. When you decide to walk away from the darkness into the light of God, you gain the power of Christ 
to heal your brokenness. At the end of the day, an apology does nothing. And most people will never receive an apology because forgiveness is for yourself. Now, the devil will use your brokenness to replay the hurts and traumas through your emotions, and that is too much power the devil has over your happiness. If you realize how much control your mindset has over your physical and emotional health, you would never think another negative thought in your life. A negative mindset can lead to physical and mental illnesses. It is now more important than ever to release the hold the devil has on your emotions and give your hurts, your pain, and the unfairness to God. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And that is in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 to 32. The power of forgiveness releases the anger, the resentment, and bitterness. It is an incredible gift God gives to each one of us when we receive redemption and salvation. One of my favorite scriptures about forgiveness is found in 1 John chapter 5, verse 9. God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Let's look at the last two sentences of this scripture again. To believe we did not make mistakes as parents and to believe that we did not make mistakes as children it is a lie, and we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we are unwilling to admit our mistakes and our sins, then we cannot be forgiven. This is an honest conversation we all must have with God. Without asking God for the forgiveness of our sins, then God cannot purify us from those sins. But if we do confess, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So all the bad things that have happened to us, God will take those burdens and all of the unrighteousness and he will take them away. You see, an apology will not purify us from all unrighteousness and the heart cannot heal. And this is why a secular apology has no value. If your hearts are not receptive to truth, and if our emotions are not receptive to the golden rule, then forgiveness is not possible. Forgiveness should never be a power dynamic in relationships, whether it is demanding an apology or using the visitation of grandchildren to control a relationship is too much power and can lead to abuse. Once forgiven, then you are required to let it go. If you cannot let it go, then the lie lives within you. 
This is a terrible burden that you will have to live with the consequences of unforgiveness. I promise it will eat at you over and over again. But what do you do if the adult child rejects you? You pray for them. Always pray for your children. And adult children, you should always pray for your parents. And as you grow older, most people will gain wisdom. When you are young, you deceive yourself by thinking you are wise because you have knowledge. But it is not knowledge that makes you wise. It is the arrogance of knowledge that makes you a fool. It is through mistakes and failures that creates wisdom. Most young couples don't have a lot of wisdom when they first become parents. But through time, through error, through victories, and through grace, we learn the life lessons our parents and grandparents have learned in the past that family is the most important asset you will ever have in your life. Once family is gone, it is gone for the rest of your life. And that, my friend, is the most painful part of life. Wow, we are at the end of our show. So let me know if you have comments or questions, and we will address them in our next podcast. Please join us next week as we wrap up our estrangement series by talking about reconciliations. We're going to be talking about the greatest story of reconciliation found in the Bible, which is the story of Joseph. Until next time, I pray God will help us let go of any unforgiveness we may have in our hearts. I pray he will rid our mindsets of the emotions that holds us hostage to sin. We pray for the grandparents and their grandchildren and the adult children, that God will reestablish the bonds of the family. Lord, may there be no blame, but a healing and enduring love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.